Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. TC and welcome all to part 62 of our weekly podcast, The Current View with the Isle of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. How's things? What kind of week have you had? Oh, it's, it's that hectic. I'm, I'm more into politics and football at the moment. I in know, time, so I know you are. 60, 62, did you say, we've done? Yeah, this is our 62nd, oh, I know. Unbelievable, isn't it? Time flies, don't it's it? It's catching me up, it's catching my uh, age up. It certainly another, is. Another four and it'll cut me up. Well, time does fly, and we're going to look firstly on uh, on this episode, uh, a, a regular feature that we, we do, but we haven't done it for some time, behind the lens, and there was a wonderful picture of Barnsley and the old Doncaster one that you put up on your site, your, your football site, your page, and also on the current view, and it, it involves Brian Clough, and, and Clough is saying something to you, but he didn't actually do it at the end of the day, did he? So you take up the story. Well, I knew I was going to be joining um, Nottingham Forest. I mean, really, I, I came off a of street football. Yeah. Uh, when I say street football, from um, local local league football. Uh, I hadn't played for really for three years because of the, this grammar school changed to the high school. And we and our youth, youth team had, uh, had not been playing for, or used to be called Kings of Colts, and not uh, had teams for two or three years, maybe three years it were. And... Um, we got um, a team up, started playing in the Sunday Barnsley Sunday League, and then we played Halifax and Doncaster, and that's how I finished. Uh, yeah, we played Halifax, beat them. Doncaster, we beat them, and that's how I finished up um, signing for Doncaster. And anyway, within what well, I bet within six, seven, eight months, um, I got a couple of phone calls from a guy called Maurice Edwards, and then the following season. Um, if me again, if me again, but other clubs were being interested because Stan Fernandesen used to pull me in and tell me who were the clubs who were really great that way, Stan. And um, anyway, Maurice, Edwards, Maurice uh, Edwards, who I used to meet in Bawtry, and uh, we were playing Barnsley um, on the Saturday. Anyway, he phoned me up on the Friday and said to me, "Look, uh, the manager coming to see you, Brian Clough. Um, he's seen you a couple of ki- couple of times at home. Been very impressed with you." Um, He's coming to the game on Saturday. Anyway, he came to the game. I played quite well. We won 1-0. We beat Barnsley 1-0. I met Morris in the um, players' lounge afterwards. I had 10, 20 minutes with him. Tell me to go straight home because uh, Clough was going to phone me that night. I think it was about 7 o'clock, half past 7, something like that. Um, get a phone call from, from my old boss, Brian Clough. He said to me, young man, you're outstanding today. You want to come and join us at Nottingham Forest? And I said to him, I'd love to come and join Notts Forest. Um, he said, uh, when I sign you, lad, you loan me for a fine. I got a, a speeding ticket today, coming to watch you on my way home. Um, but he never, he never um, took it out of my wages. But I remember when I did, when I did sign for it, uh, 
he said to me, "Don't forget about the speeding fine with a smile, like you know." Yeah. But he never, he never, he never took it uh, out of my way. Yeah. That's a true story. It's a true story yeah. that. I mean, also a true story. <laughs> he bought you a new car as well, didn't he? Yeah. So. Capri. <laughs> I used to have a, I used to have a little. It's funny, you know. You see, uh, my chairman at Doncaster was Tony Phillips, and I had um, a little Triumph Spitfire. And um, what was I, 18, 19, 18, 19, something like that. Anyway, uh, Tony said to me, uh, as soon as you played well these last couple of games, I'm going to buy you, I'm going to put you two gold stripes on your car. And he did. Yeah. Right? But uh, it weren't because I'd played well. It was because, you know, clubs had made bids for me. Yeah. And uh, the club was going to make a, a few quid because, don't forget, I uh, I was only there about 14, 15 months at Doncaster. Mm. Um. I was on twenty pound a season, uh, a season, uh, a, get, uh, a week, sorry. Mm. Um, so you can say a season there, which is a thousand pound. If you call it half a year, that's five hundred quid. So fifteen hundred quid yeah. to pay for me. Mm. Uh, not pay for me, but to pay that for you. Yeah. Um, and I was sold for seventy-five thousand pounds. So yeah. not a bad little profit, is it? Compared Decent. to the you know, you could let your contract run out in today. If I could let it run out in those days, because I'd only got a, a really another season, and Doncaster had uh, offered me another twenty-six pound to sign to take yeah. it up to forty-six pound, forty-six pound or forty-eight pound, one or the other. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go at forty-six, and um, so that's that's how that came about. That story in um, what I put on my post the other day about the bands like was uh, David Miller, who's on one of my other um, uh, walls I've got. Uh, he he put a picture on it, and I've not seen that picture for years and years and years. Yeah, and it, it brought all the memories back uh, of that game, and um, and it was a game. The fight that was the final game where Clough then had made up his mind to sign me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he got a speeding ticket to coming to the game. <laughs> but you see, these are the lovely things that podcasts and and pictures they evoke such memories. There's people listening and people looking. Blimey, do you remember that game? And you look at that, and the Saints Archive is a wonderful group, and oh, it there's, is. there's yeah. lots of Southampton chat yeah. on there. And the one lad says, "What a Terry Curran and Jason Punching got in common," and, yeah. and, and I commented, "Tisa, you'll never know the answer to that." And then I text you straight away, and um, well, again, you you tell us what the answer was. Well, I didn't know he'd done the same thing. Yeah. Right, so when you put me, me and Jason Punch, I'm trying to think. Well, I can't say what I've got coming in, in common with them, but it was it was a quarter final of the uh, FA Cup, yeah, uh, the FA Cup or the or the League Cup against West Brom, and they got into extra time, and I'm bursting for a wee, and I mean bursting for a wee, and I'm thinking, you know, obviously, don't forget it's quarter final of a cup. It's one of the one of the cups, yeah. the FA Cup or the League Cup quarter-final. You're just breaking up, TC. You're going a bit dalek You're getting nearer to that um, internet connection. I don't know why, why it always happens with you. Nobody else tells me this. It's, it always seems to be the yard. I don't know why. Anyway, what I was saying is it was an important game. We played uh, West Brom in the quarter-final either of the FA Cup yep. or the uh, League Cup. And um, he's given it, Laurie McManamy's given it an important team talk. And 
and I'm dying, I'm dying for a wee, and I'm, I couldn't hold any longer. And uh, I thought, well, I had run off, and then he's going to question what, why I've done that. So I put my hand up, and he, and he said to me, I'm, I'm giving a team talk. You know, put your hand back, put down, be quiet a minute, I'm, I'm giving a team talk. I said, boss, I need a wee. And then they all absolutely all started laughing. All players started laughing. You know, probably took all the pressure off and all the tension out of the out, yeah. out of the players out of the game. Uh, I nipped off, went for a week, came back, and we got the result, and uh, we got through to the uh, semi-final. When I say semi-final, he said we had the semi-final, yeah, uh, quarter-final of the league because played played Leeds in the semi-final, or it was a game before the quarter-final, but because we played Arsenal. Yeah, and Arsenal went on. That, that we, we play Arsenal. No, we played Arsenal in the quarterfinals. So it must have been. That must have been the quarterfinal of League Cup, and Arsenal. We played them in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. They went on to win that, the FA Cup that season. Yeah. So that season, I mean, Southampton had just uh, got gained promotion. So we had a really good season mm. uh, in a sense because even in those days, teams that got um, promoted. Always found it difficult, and they were always in the releg- relegation battles yeah. uh, to stay in the old first division. Mm. So nothing changes that way, you know. Um, and we got, like I said, we got to a final of the uh, League Cup. We got to uh, had a, a great position in the in the league, um, and we got to a quarter final. So all in all, in all for for Southampton for myself, it was a good season, and I was just started to play really well for Southampton they hadn't seen really the best of me but I was you know I was playing well I mean we beat Everton 2-0 something like that we beat Wolves 3-2 uh, a couple of my last games so you know I was really pleased with my form started to mm. uh, started to play well at Southampton uh, um, I know I keep going on about the injury but when you get an injury like that yeah. you know it did finish a lot of players um, before my time and even in my time players did finish with those type of injuries um, but I came through it and uh, I went on to have a, a, a decent career anyway. You must have been one of the few players, I think you're right, TC, in them days, because when you have a cruise ship, it, it pretty much ends your career. You must have been one of the first and the few that that had that bad injury and that went on. And, and as you say, you had a tremendous career, in my opinion. I think you're, you're far too modest there. Yeah, but, but playing, in the, playing in a lower league, you're not going to get the uh, recognition, mm. you know. But, I mean, I look at it the other way and all. You know, when you're playing down at the lower level, you're not playing with the better players. I don't like saying that about my teammates because they're yeah. great lads. And, you know, we did well at that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a, a lot of people moving from club to club seem to fail, don't they, when you look of at it? Of course they do, yeah. Even nowadays. Depends so where. To, yeah. to, to do what I did at Sheffield Wednesday... Mm-hmm. Um, it was remarkable from that type of injury I had. And I'll talk about the injury because <clears throat> the injury itself, it was funny because we beat Burnley 5-2. Yeah. I think the score was either 2-1 or 3-1 when I came off. I scored a goal. I jumped, like I said, John McGovern had tripped the, John McGovern had tripped the uh, centre forward, Paul Fletcher, mm-hmm. down near the Trent end, right, on the right-hand side. <clears throat> I've got my ball. I've got my foot round the ball, and he's fell on it. And my my knee's gone one way, and my foot's gone. At first, I thought I broke my leg at first. Yeah, you know. But when I went down, I couldn't move. It was just like it was just like locked. <clears throat> I remember Jimmy Gordon come running on. And I'm saying, "I'm getting some right pain in my knee." 
you know, he's saying, can you bend it? I said, no, 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 don't, don't, don't touch that. It's, I'm getting some right pain in it. Mm. Um, because they weren't physio, classes physios as such, were they, in, in those days? They were, Sponge men, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's all, that, yeah. that's all they were. They weren't, you know, classes physios. Mm. Anyway, um, they helped me off, and I, I walked around the pitch. When I said walk around the pitch, you know, Jimmy Gordon had got his shoulder under my right yeah. hand side, so I weren't putting all the weight on my on my leg. Mm. I stayed, I stayed, I stayed at the game until um, the game had finished, and then I went up to Arlo Wood to find out what it was, what the what the injury was, mm. um, and then they said they'd done the crucial ligament, but they would operate on the Monday, so they put a pot on it. Yeah, right, and I had the operation. And I'll tell you a little funny story, uh, Gabby, about the hospital. I'm, I'm going to put this on my uh, wall tomorrow. Tell about, two, about one of the nurses, is it? No, well, no, it's not the nurse. Well, <laughs> it, the nurse was part of it, but it's not, not to do with the nurse as such. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm in, I'm in a ward, like with everybody else. Yeah. But in those days, uh, with the injury, um, there were like a rail... Uh, and so it were tied round to, once I'd had the operation, when I came round, my foot's up in the air. And it's obviously the, the um, it's not that it weren't rope, it was like a plastic, uh, not a rope, but a plastic um, yep. piece of wire type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I'm thinking, I need to put my leg down. Anyway, one of the nurses comes to me, she said to me, you can't take that down. That has to stop up. Right. So that's, that just shows you how much and that was up there for a month. Yeah. You you tried being you know you tried being like laid down for a month with we 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 leg up in air like that. Mm. You know you got to sores on your bum. Yep. The nurses had to come and bathe you. You know mm. I couldn't get up, yeah. couldn't move. So and you saw bottles where you used to used to wean wean to them. Anyway, what had happened? One of the guys had put a hole in one of the um, guys' bottle, right? And when he's had a wee, it's obviously he's gone all over bed and they put the emergency um, light on for the nurse to come running in. When they come running in, they think there's something serious going on. Yeah. Anyway, what had happened, one of them had put a hole in. And one of the guys is trying to blame me. I said, how could he? But I couldn't stop laughing. You know when you're laughing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you, you know, you find it funny. And, and he's, he's still, he was still trying to blame me. I said, I can't, I can't move. And I couldn't move yeah, because my foot. Anyway, he said, I'll get you back. I said, it weren't me. Anyway, two days later, he doesn't say anything, put a hole in, you know. Uh, but it, but it, I mean, right up till me or him leaving the hospital, he th- he still thought it was me because I was laughing at him all the time and I couldn't stop laughing, yeah. you know. But he accused me of, of putting an hole in in, in his uh, bottle, and there were cardboard there were cardboard bottles in those days, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, even the nurses, you know. And everything else, I mean, they all should be coming around, not just for me, but because you're a footballer, so they uh, they'd be coming up and uh, you'll be out open uh, open about. So, because I used to say to them and all, because I was one of those persons what didn't keep still. Yep. Right. And uh, I, I found it frustrating to be, you know, because I, I was tied up is as one uh, one thing. So, but if I, uh, finally, after a month had passed, when I could get up, you know. But I had a pot on which was right into my groin, and I mean right into my groin. And I wanted to that on for, I think I must have had that on for about five months. Bloody hell. Five months. I mean, when you see them now, they're like little 
plastic. Uh, what is it? It's like a plastic uh, foam type of thing. Yeah. And it just goes round the knee mm. and down to down part of the leg and just over the knee, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but in my days, it went right down to my ankle and right into my groin. Uh, and the itching oh, for four, five, four or five months were absolutely horrendous. It used to drive me around the twist. But um, that was it was a part of it was a part of it. I find funny now, but it wasn't a part of it to, when the when I when I got the injury because I was always thinking that my career was going to yeah. finish, you know. And I'm thinking I, I cannot believe this. I've just been signed by the best manager in the country. Um, hoping for things to be um, go my way. Not only were Brian Clough talking about playing for England, all the papers would be talking about me playing for England. Mm -hmm. And uh, that bad, but that bad injury did knock me back for about 14, 15 months in, in one sense. In one sense. But when you look at them now, they do recover from them a lot quicker and a lot better than what they do nowadays. But obviously, it's more advanced nowadays, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think there's a book there, Hospital Tales by Former Pros. You've all had spells in hospitals. And I, and I think if I did write a book, Hospital Tales, from former pros, Alan Hudson would figure very highly. Oh. Um, well, what, he, he's had a few bad ones and all, hasn't he? He's had about 68 operations, mm. he has. I mean, blimey. He, uh, I think the White Art pub was his uh, was his home when he was in one of the uh, hospitals in London. They used to wheel him over so he could watch the football. Because <laughs> they said, "Why'd you get?" He said, well, "If you put Sky Sports, I wouldn't have to go over to the pub. I could have it in me 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 uh, me hospital." And in the end, they threw Woody out. They said, "You're treating this hospital like an hotel." He was on what? first name terms. Everyone, Alan was. It was fantastic. Yeah, I, I could I, I, I can believe that we you know what. To throw him out because probably like me, yeah. So uh, hated being tied down, yeah. You know, and you, you wanted to get up and about. And what mm -hmm. I think about it now, in in my day, like they didn't want you to get up. Well, I couldn't get up because my leg were tied up, yeah. And that was up for a, a bump, mm -hmm. right? But now, when you get that same type of in injury, they get you up and they get you walking about. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, it, it's because when your leg is in a pot, obviously, when your leg is in a pot for that length of time, mm. you know, your bone, uh, your muscles um, deteriorate. Yeah. You know, because uh, I, I remember when they took the pot off, I couldn't believe how thin my right leg were mm. or was, you know. Um, but nowadays, they get them up and about as quickly as, quickly as possible. So it just shows you how, how far. Uh, that type of injury has um, advanced, but you still get people what don't uh, recover from it, you know, and still have to finish up. Oh, uh, absolutely, retiring. Yeah, of course. Because they are, they are bad. They are bad injuries. Awful injuries. injuries. Awful injuries. TC, what magic moments have you sourced for us this week? Again, like anything else, there's that many you could really pick from, but yeah. um, I'm, I'm going for uh, Jota's. Uh, First goal against Atalanta. Yeah, I've got his. Three, you know yeah. the movement because I like I like movement and everything else. Yeah. You know, there's I mean there's some spectacular goals. What's been even at the lower level being belted into top corners, and you think, well, hell, I'd be I, I'd be proud to score that type of goal. Yeah. So there's plenty about, but I've gone for the Liverpool game against uh, Atalanta, and uh, is it Jota Jao? Whatever you know. Just, Diogo Diogo Jota, great player. Diogo Jota. Um, let's it run across his body. The kid's trying to foul him, uh, and he flicks it 
outside of his left foot and you know chips it over the goalkeeper into the corner but the movement and everything about the goal whatever level that is I and mean, we know he's at the top level but you know it was a, a sublime uh, finish and uh, beautiful piece of football from Liverpool uh, and four or five members of the team itself fantastic movement yeah, some people seem to be surprised when Liverpool bought Jota, but I've watched him at Wolves on a number of occasions and he's my kind of player. He's a box of tricks. I think that he's got great movement, great touch, great awareness. I think he, I think he's absolutely top draw, Diogo Jota. Without doubt, uh, a, a fabulous player and a yeah. fabulous player at Wolves. But, he, you know, no disrespect to Wolves because they have a good team and I like the manager there. Yeah. I really do like mm. the manager plays some good stuff as Wolves. Um, but he's going to go on to the next level. Yeah. If he, if he can um, command a regular place in the team mm. because he's going to be playing with great players. Yeah. And when you when I, you know when I watched him playing with Liverpool, like I said, he, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect Wolves, but he does look a different different player altogether. But you're playing with even better players. Of course, you yeah. know. It's difficult to say that type of thing because people then think, oh, what's he done wrong? He done nothing wrong at Wolves. And Wolves is a mm. fabulous football club. Yeah, yeah. Fabulous players. But, you know, the, there is that little bit difference in, in, in the top quality players. And every time you go up, there's that little bit, you know, better quality there, Gabby. So uh, that was my magic moment. And there's plenty of them. And I mean plenty of them. So... 100% TC, what you've just said. And I've always said that... You know, you can you can play for a. I'll use my team, Birmingham. You can play for Birmingham. You can play for okay. Let's say a couple of teams that you used to play for, Southampton and Derby, yeah. and you know, and 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 other sides. And they're great clubs. Tremendous tradition. Have had fantastic football players. But I do think it takes something special to play for a club like Liverpool and like Manchester United because they are top clubs and it's almost not just what you're doing on the pitch it's off the pitch it's the you're in that goldfish bowl there because when you play for that top club it just is different gravy and some oh, players can't cope with that i mean you you you, you had one of the great players in trevor francis yeah right um as a young boy breaks in scores what four goals in one game he scored like four goals think. against uh, bottom wonders as, as a 16 year old kid yeah yeah um and Birmingham were a decent team in, in, in those days. And then, all of a sudden, he's, he's thrusting as a million-pound player, yeah. going to play with better players. Mm-hmm. And that fetches more out of him, you know. And then he goes on, you know, he's one of the few what went abroad yeah. and was reasonably successful mm-hmm. because a lot of them failed, didn't they? When they yeah, they did, yeah. When they went abroad, you know, mm-hmm. when you look at people like Rushy, and I'm, I'm not going to knock Rushy because... Fabulous player that he was. Mm. Different type, different type of football altogether. Yeah, he's never going to get the chances uh, to score goals because the more those games in Italy are more about not losing. Yeah. So majority of them are, are draws. Um, so he wasn't going to get the chances at, at uh, Juventus like he was at Liverpool. They found him. Uh, when I say not good enough but because he weren't scoring the goals like he did at Liverpool but at Liverpool they were getting five or six chances yeah absolutely you know so um, he found it difficult there a lot of them found it difficult I think the two what did reasonably well there I think soon well I said three because soon as did reasonably well out there 
but he he's that type of player because he was a tough, strong player. Was, was yeah. technically good at all. Don't get me wrong. But Jimmy agrees, but he couldn't settle out there. Mm. And Francis was the other one. You know, I think David Platt did reasonably okay, but he was he only played with Barry. Then I think he moved on to Sampdoria, didn't he? Later on. Yeah, he you did. Know, but they weren't they weren't the most fashionable clubs. Were Sampdoria and uh, Barry? But um, I mean, I think that was uh, David Platt's first club, Barry. Uh, in Italy, and then he moved on to Sampdoria. But uh, we, we, for some unknown reason, we've always found it difficult um, to play uh, on the continent. And Mike Hughes and um, Gary Lineker didn't pull up any trees at Barcelona. And don't forget, you're playing with you know some of the best players in the world when you go to them clubs, aren't you? Yeah, I think again what you alluded to earlier in the uh, the podcast. You know, sometimes players go to clubs and it just doesn't work for them. And sometimes when our British players have gone and, and played on the continent it's almost a different game and I think you're absolutely right in terms of Ian Rush he was playing a game that was quite alien to him uh, Jerry Hitchens was one of the first uh, players to, to go abroad over there to Italy as was John Charles and both were yeah, successes John, yeah, he were, yeah. yeah I forgot about John Charles yeah. I mean, he, he, was, he was the most successful one out of all the British players weren't he Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Old, and, yeah, and and arguably the, one of the, the greatest the Italians ever. Absolutely, yeah, the Italians absolutely loved him, and every time he went back or was invited back as a as a guest of uh, honour at um, Juventus, he would idolise. Yeah, when Wolverhampton Wanderers played them, um, what was it, 1974 in the UEFA Cup, they they took John Charles out there with them. And mm. Kenny Ibbett told me they were walking around Turin and people were dropping to the knees. He said it was unbelievable. It was like, it was hero worship. And I think, at the, at, you know, for the, the time that that John Charles was, was in uh, in Turin playing for Juventus. In popularity, I think he was second only to the Pope. That's well, how he, fantastic he was. Well, they say, they called him the Gentle Giant. Yeah, El Gigante, yeah. And um, and I'm at least, I, I think I don't know if I've told you this story once before, but I'm getting older, and I'm, you know, so I don't like repeating myself. I, I was watching Leeds United play... Um, Manchester City and Trevor France had either just signed for Manchester City or he was signing. You know what I mean? Mm. And I was at the game. Um, I'm sure I was playing for Sheffield Wednesday then. I'm sure I was. Anyway, I went to the game, watched the game. And I'm sat aside at Trevor France's and we're going down to go to into the uh, players' lounge at Leeds because you used to get a ticket and they used to give you a players' lounge and all. Mm. And I went down and the commissioner there, you know, dressed you know, just in the uniform, very smart, and he wouldn't let John Charles in. I think he felt embarrassed, right? Because he, he had to have a ticket. Mm. But in those days, in those days, you wouldn't go in anyway. Yeah. You know, but I, I remember saying to the commission, I, I said, how can you turn John Charles away? He said, it's not my fault. And I, and it's true, this is another true story. I gave John Charles, I mean, I wish he was alive because he'll tell you himself, John Charles. Mm. I gave him the uh, players, and he said, no, Terry, no, 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 no. I said, no, take it, John, you know. I said, I'm not really, I, I'm not bothered about going in and having a drink, you know. I, I, I mean, when if I say going in, I'll, I'll finish, we'll have a cup of coffee and a pie or something, yeah. you know. Um, but it, that's another true story, that. But it, very, very quiet and polite bloke he was. Uh, oh, yeah? Gabby. Mm. On a very polite, very, you know, no airs and graces, and, you know, but in, 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 um, in Italy, it was class as a god there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Ron Atkinson says about 
John Charles. There's Duncan Edwards and John Charles. If Ron was naming his all-time eleven, both of those players would be in it. Would have been in it. And I said, I said to Ron, if you know, you could, if you could create the perfect player by putting all the ingredients into a machine, you know, what what would it come out as? And he said it'd come out as John Charles. Mm. John Charles. And, well. And, and he said, hold on, I've got to tell you this. He said he was a very simple man, John. He said, and I don't mean it in a derogatory manner. He says, but we were at a do. He was manager of Man United at the time. There was Robbo. I think there was Whiteside. And there was there was another, there was three players. And they were almost taking the piss out of John Charles. And, and, and Ron Atkinson, he, he says, oi, you, you, and you. He's better than all of you three put together. And they said, you're joking, boss. He said, no, I ain't joking. That's how good he was. So show a bit of respect. Mm. Well, I, I, I find that pretty not, well, not, I'm surprised at Robbo, but, yeah. you know, because he was a really, really quietly spoken. You never, you never even raised his voice, yeah. you know, and shout and things like that. He never like got that. booked as well. You know. And he's incredible because not only was he, he was brilliant as a centre half, I mean as a centre forward. Yeah. They would tell he was equally as good as a centre half. Oh, absolutely. Ron you Atkinson know. said he was the best. I can't remember what way Ron said it. He said he was either the in the top three best centre halves of all time and best three. You know, he 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 almost said that if he was to pick his all time you know, best players, he would be in the centre-half mm. and the centre-forward. But I can't quite remember whether Ron said he was better at centre-half or centre-forward, because he played for Leeds at centre-half. And it was yeah. Jack Cholton, really, a young Jack Cholton that was coming through. And yeah. then he went over to uh, to Turin. Turin, yeah. But in Turin, well, he played as a centre-forward. Uh, Jack, um, I've got a lot of respect for, for John Charles. He, yeah. he thought he was one of the best players he, he'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. But... Who do you think Jack's best player was? Sorry? Who do you think best player Jack ever saw? Who do you think it was? Um, well, if he saw Duncan Edwards, I would say Duncan Edwards. Bobby Charlton. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he's cute, word, was. Yeah, this is true, this. And, mm-hmm. You know, because uh, he knew I was a massive George Best fan. Yeah. And he used to have little nig, dig, uh, uh, digs at George. Yeah. You know, because obviously because of uh, yeah, exactly being out and birding and things like that. And uh, Bobby, um, and I think there was a little bit of conflict in the sense that Bobby was more uh, only type yeah. of person, where George was out and about, and Bobby was a great player, and George were getting all the headlines. Yeah, uh, I remember he used to say to me, our, "Our Bobby would, our Bobby were twice the player he was." You know, and he turned around. He said, "Bobby was the best player. Bobby Charles was the best player I've ever seen." Ever mm. so, but to say even they had little fallouts in a sense where they weren't talking at yes. times, you yeah. know, um, for family reasons more than anything else. But he still respected Bobby as the best player he's ever seen. So he just, you know, as a brother, some I mean, he's his brother, but you know, when you fall out, that you'd said, but probably you'd look at him, Duncan Edwards, and some of the great players that were at Leeds, you know, but even Giles and, and Giles and um. And Jack, they didn't really see eye to eye, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I can imagine that with Jack. But he never held a grudge. I will say that about Jack. He never, ever held a grudge. He had a black book, but he never held a grudge. <laughs> no, but what I'm, 
Yeah, that's different in on a football field. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm talking about off it. You know, with yeah. I can all the players will tell you. The same. I think all them they Leeds to, players had books. Yeah, but I think they all did. Don't forget, in those days, there were a lot of them. I mean, Tommy Smith. Oh. Who, who, who was as bad as Tommy Smith? And then you said Tommy Smith. Well, what about Ron Harris? Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. You know, <laughs> and you could go on all the time, couldn't yeah. you? You know. Oh, well, with, without a doubt, everybody, every club back in them days had a hatchet man. And they were, well, as it says on the tin, they were hatchet men. I mean, they were ruthless, weren't they? I mean, poor Fletcher. I've done a podcast with Fletch. And uh, Fletch said, the the only difference with Leeds is that they Revy had assembled a team of assassins. <laughs> I can remember Leeds, but I... Uh, yes, but they all did it. Burnley, yeah. Burnley were no different, regardless of what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Burnley, you know... Even in Leeds, Eddie, you, you, you couldn't say Eddie Gray would do that type of thing, No, no, not and Eddie. Peter Lodeman never did it. I mean, mm. Clark, you were a, a dirty bugger. Yes, yeah, Sniffer but left it, his but, leg in. But, but, but if, the, if there were any trouble, Clark, you could get out of the way, either with Giles, yeah. um, Bremner, Hunter, mm. Jack. I mean, you couldn't say Teddy Cooper and Paul Reini were dirty, could you? Well, Cloughy you know, reckoned that they all were, because he went round the old lot and he started me reading. Cloughy, Cloughy set all that off, you know. <laughs> oh, no, Cloughy yeah. set it all that yeah. off. But not only were they a good team, but they were, they were dirty. And they were, I mean, I put that game on today, that night. Oh, no, I've seen it, yeah. Before charity, charity. And when <laughs> Giles had done Keegan with a beauty, yeah. you know. Premnagai. Keegan's gone down. Well, Keegan was either going to whip him back. Yeah. And then he must have thought, I'll get him sent off. Yeah. And then he went down, and when he didn't get sent, well, he got up then, Keegan, didn't he? And he went, when he went over to the referee, he was like saying, don't send him off. Yeah. And then within a couple of seconds, Brendan must have done Keegan, and then the ball got sent off. <laughs> I mean, I can remember that game as it was yesterday. That yeah, I remember it well. Because it, yeah. it was Cluffy that led out Leeds. Um, yeah, Cluffy yes, led Le- out Leeds, and um, it was, I think it was probably Bill Shank, one of Bill Shankly's last it- games, wasn't it? Yes, I think it may have been his last mm. game. Yeah, but I'm sure it, it was. not his, his last game. But if you go back and have a look at that, did you mm. see where Shankly and Cluffy wore? What they were, what they wore. Where, where they were sat? No, 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 I didn't. Um, I've, have I've, a look at it. Okay. They sat inside of each other. All right, okay. We was charity. <laughs> and no, no, but I, I can't. Wembley, I just cannot yeah. remember people sitting inside of each other. And then when I come and look at it, uh, when I go back, I'm thinking about many me and Cluffy, and they weren't far away from each other neither. Yeah. So don't forget, there's no dugouts there, were there? It's a bit different now. Yeah, I've got an idea. Him. Got an idea. That 74 was the first time that the Charity Shield was competed by the FA Cup winners and the league champions. Is that what it was? I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Yeah. It was the first time. I think it was invitation before, but I'm not well, 100% you, sure. When you get a chance, yeah, right, have a look at it, and it'll show you the, where Cluffy and Shankly are sat inside of each other, right? Yeah. Um, as though they could, they could talk to each other. And then when I thought about that game, I'm thinking about McManaby and Cluffy. They weren't far away from each other. Yeah. You know. Because that Wembley game, McManamy never wanted Clough to uh, get near me and try to put me off in, in the game, you know. So I, I was following him, but he was following me, you know. But, but I, didn't, I didn't give I didn't give a damn 
the occasion never got to me. I'm not saying I played that properly well. I don't. What I'm trying to say, the occasion never never got to me. But he didn't want me getting near Clough for Clough to put me off. So he, whenever I went, he followed me. Did Dirk McMenemy, um, and then when they sat on the bench, even if he put that up, they weren't they weren't far away. Yeah. I think one was in front of the other. One was sat in front, one was sat behind. But when I looked at that today and I saw Shankly, and I thought, you'd never see that today in today's modern oh, day football. No, no, not at all. Mark... Never see. But I'm trying to think at what Wembley pitches, not the pitch, but what the, um, I don't know if they've been dug out, so I don't know what what the situa- seating situation is, but have a look at it when you uh, get a chance to look at that. How they were sat inside of each other. You, I can never remember that happening anyway when I were playing anyway. But the Wembley, the Wembley games must must have been where managers nearly sat inside of each other or behind each other, one in front and one behind. Yeah, they should they should do that these days. It'd, it'd be a bit bit of fun. My magic moments to see was Leicester City's performance against yeah. Leeds, and I did say to Tom beforehand, Leicester are the well, they're not ideal for Leeds, but Leeds are ideal for Leicester because of the way that Leeds play and they press high. And if you're going to press high, everything has to move up and squeeze up, and you you are you therefore. You've you've got a chance of being countered, and and I don't think there's many better oh, teams, yeah, yes. better teams on the chance. counter than Leicester, particularly if um, if Jamie Vardy's playing and Harvey Barnes because they've got pace to burn both of them. Yeah, but when you when you look at that, I mean, mm. I, I try and analyse it from from a coach's point of view. Yeah, and we're talking about the best, you know, best coaches because two great coaches, Pep Guardiola and Klopp and these type of things. Mm-hmm. But I still try because I think to myself is they do press high. Yeah, and there is space in in behind. Yeah, uh, but they put that much pressure on teams. Mm. The teams give them the ball back. Uh, but there's a lot of it now where a lot of a lot of players now are getting technically good because of the foreign coaches. Yeah. But I've always said, I've always said to myself, I'd be saying to my players, I mean, the Man United game is a different type of thing now because they were pressed high. Yeah. The, the goal that, first goal Man United scored last night was absolute for a world-class club to be uh, pulled apart like that for the first goal. Mm. You know, they had got eight, nine players in and around the box. Mm where Matic were left, and he was a good 10, 15 yards inside. Yeah. And Dembaba, is it Dembaba what used to play for Newcastle? Dembaba, Dem- 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 yeah. 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 First goal of the season for him, yeah. Right. Uh, he had a clear run. Yeah. And then, then the goalkeeper's giving him a bollocking. I don't know if it was for Chase or not, but the first thing he should be doing when there's a man up there is scanning anyway. Mm. And it, right? And you should always keep two back, minimum when there's one up. So one's behind and one's in front. Yeah, absolutely. But when you when you when I watch when I watch some players and teams do it, that player what's in front. I mean, not in that instant, but when you get one up from the opposition, you should always get one behind. When I say behind, I don't mean literally behind him up his ass. Yeah, but sweeping. close enough yeah. where he can get left, where he can go either left or right. Yeah. If the ball's played in channels, and the front man should be no further than three or four yards, but. What they what they seem to do today is to be ten yards in front yeah. of it. Now if that ball's played him, it's, it's no good anyway. But that first ball of Man United were absolutely atrocious mm-hmm. against them. Absolutely for a club of a world club, a world class club like Manchester United, 
that was atrocious. Mm. So for me, you should always keep two back if there's one up or three back and make sure that it's, it's going to be impossible for them to counter-attack you. And, the, you know, the most counter-attacks, really, is from teams what's breaking forward and pushing everyone up or when they cross the ball, the keeper gets it quickly mm. and then he throws it out quickly or he kicks it quickly. But you see, these top teams and all, when they kick it out, they kick it out like a pass, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah. When they're when they volleying it out from the hand, they don't just volley it and kick it straight. Yeah. They'll put it into angles, don't they? Yeah. Where the, where the strikers or whoever it is up there, uh, it's giving them that little bit more advantage. So why they don't keep two to three men back, I do not know from, from corner kicks and dead ball scenarios. Yeah, so I thought Leicester were absolutely fantastic. And I, I do like watching Leicester play. I think they've got some fine footballers. Uh, Jota's three goals I thought was absolutely different class. Aston Villa three, Southampton four. Again, Aston Villa involved in one of the best games that, that we've seen in the Premier League. But how weird was that at one stage? Yeah, how weird was but, but again, I said to Tom, the thing is, Villa didn't play bad in the first half. They had pretty much the they same... They didn't play sense. bad against Leeds, to be honest. No, absolutely. But the, but it looked worse than what it was. Of course it does, yes. Yeah. Once they'd gone what to mm-hmm. Leeds, Villa then looked more disjointed because they've got to come out and try and get a goal. Yeah, goals change games. But they, yeah. When you look at the game, that game, it, like you said, that weren't... I mean, you're about the, the, the Southampton game. Mm-hmm. But that, that is, is remarkable... Um, from what's happened when they beat Liverpool 7 they yeah. haven't won since, since no but again how funny and strange is the game <laughs> of football and if we all In knew this moment yeah absolutely I mean there's some, there's some, there were some funny results when I were playing in any game there's some funny results anyway yeah but when you look at it Leicester go and beat Manchester City 5-2 yeah they beat Leeds yeah um, 4-1 4-1 mm-hmm. get beat by West Ham at home yeah, Villa Beaton. 3-0. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and then, I mean, the, when you look at the Southampton scenario... I like watching you're right, Southampton. I mean, Good team. But even in that game, and there were, Jack still stood out in that game. Yeah, because he'll it. stand out in any game because he's, he's the best player on any pitch, whoever they play. But how remarkable are Southampton... Good when team. you take when you take into consideration mm. that nine nil beating, oh, absolutely. how many managers would have uh, survived mm. that alone? Alone, yeah. tremendous by the uh, directors at Southampton to uh, persevere with. Rassenthal, whatever his name is. Hasselhardt and Warwick. I can One never remember. He's flipping um, Ralph. Right, let's call no. him Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in this season, there were three, what was it? Three nil down, three one down against Chelsea. Three yeah. one, I think. Yeah. Um, and three, look, three, dead yeah. And yeah. Come back, you know, uh, tremendous result again at uh, Villa, the 4 3, and 4 1 up. And you think, you know, it's so weird. The results at the moment in time with some of the teams are so weird, it's untrue. They, they certainly are. And um, oh, blimey, Benfica have just equalised in the 90th minute. Have they? Yeah, 3-3 three, three against Rangers. But Ward-Prowse, is there yes. a, better, a better exponent of the free kick anywhere in the world than, than, than Ward-Prowse? Well, at this moment in time, is as good as anyone. Yeah. I mean, we don't see 
we don't see the Continentals as much mm. now, do we? Yeah. Unless it's, a, you know, uh, the Champions League and things like that. Mm. So you're right what you're saying there. Um, but everybody's screaming for him to play for England. You know, where are you going to play? Where are you going to play him? Well, that's, that, that's a, a... Do you play somebody because of the free kicks? And you're, like, you're right what you're saying. He's a better player than that, though, isn't he? He's yes. a good yes, footballer as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, I think Villa have a similar situation where they've got Conor Hurahayan, who's yeah. brilliant at free kicks, but I don't think he's in the same class as uh, as Ward-Prowse. I looked at that game and I've, I've seen him and, and I do like to watch Southampton because I think they've got some fine players. I'm a big fan of Danny Ings as well. And I think that's going to be a huge uh, miss for Southampton. But could England play a midfield trio of Ward-Prowse, Phil Foden and Jack Grealish against the Republic of Ireland? I say yes. And that's what I would do. And that's how I'd line England's midfield trio up uh, in this next game. Which is... What about the boy at Leicester? What about the boy at Leicester? What boy? Uh, Madison. I'd, I'd Madison. have Madison in my team. My, my midfield, my midfield duo uh, would be Madison and Madison Grealish. The old, I would have Madison as the only midfield player. Me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced that Madison could play that role. Um, but 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 I, but I think that because I think the trio could drop. The yeah, the, the three the three of them could drop, have their time getting the ball and and just playing as a midfield unit. But um, I'm a big fan of, of Madison. I don't know what's the matter with him at the moment. He don't seem to be fully fit because he's been on the bench. Because there'd be no... If I was a manager, he he and Jack would be the first two names on my team sheet. Yeah, well, um, I think he's, he has had an injury. But yeah, he has. Nobody, exactly. Nobody is good, but as, mm. The thing about it, you know when the team's doing well? Choose who you are. No, I, yeah, you're I really get that as well. Star, yeah. Get they that. don't seem to get back in. They have to fight, don't they? Yeah, I you get know. that. And who's to say that he hasn't been tapped up? Mm. We don't know that, you know. No. So, um, but it, it is a it is a weird one that it is a weird one. Another weird one, TC. Getting booked for watching the television. I mean, we do it every week, most days of the week these days. But Suarez went to the TV monitor. They had a look, and he got booked. That was a bit unfair, wasn't it? Right. That that is political correctness, yeah. taken to the to the moon. I think, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, it's like, I mean, if a woman, if a woman, right, is allowed to re- to referee a game, or she's allowed to be a linesman. Yeah. Right. I mean, this, we spoke about this the scenario with uh, Aguero. Yeah, yeah. You know. You know, he didn't do that to be angry with her. He went, he, he, like, he did it in a fun way. Yeah. You know, it, it's pathetic, this country. And I mean pathetic, it is. Mm-hmm. You do, know. Do you know what I heard? I turned on the TV just before I, I, I come upstairs to the podcast. And um, and it went straight to BBC One. And it was the news. And they were on about bonfire night and, and banning bonfire nights. I mean, OK, he's bonfire night tonight. But they were saying... It's going to cause a stress to the NHS with injuries to fireworks. I'm mm. thinking, do you know what? Should we just stop living for about 12 months until you lot can get your act together? Let's just stop doing everything that we do. It's just, it just is crazy. It's getting ridiculous. I don't want to talk about politics. No, I know. But, but when, because, you know, but, but I'm just going to say this. When you look at the, the house that she lives in in China, when you look at, uh, when you look at the, um, when you look at the uh, 
the, the, the billion pound mansion that um, Putin lives in. Mm. If that's socialism to me, and it's going to be money shared out, mm. pathetic. Oh, absolutely. That's what it's going to finish up. So let's get up for politics and anything else. You know, the reason why our national national health service is under pressure is for one thing and one, we're overpopulated in the country. Absolutely. Overpopulated and underfunded. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 100%. That's what it is. Yeah. End of. Overpopulated. Kuna's pass. And that was my final magic moment. Yes. Um, well, what a pass that was. Oh, it was just different class, wasn't it? And, you know, I watched the highlights of the game and it wasn't even on the highlights. And that annoys me because them are the kind of things that I watch the game of football for. Those magic moments when a player does something that I just look at and I just go, wow. Gerd Muller, happy 75th birthday on the 3rd yes. of November. Just passed. Fantastic. 552 it's, goals he scored, you know, for Bayern Munich. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. And when you, but he got legs like tree trunks, hasn't he? And yeah. that little sharp, sharp uh, burst of pace, mm. you know, and he could knock people off the ball. Big, big. I mean, he weren't big. He weren't tall himself, but no. he was built like a tank. Yeah. You know, and when it's a built like a tank, not like the kid at um, Wickham. I oh, no, no, me. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, no, I mean, yeah. he's, he's too big He's too big to be a player, yeah. you know, muscular to be a player, whereas mm-hmm. Muller was, got everything about him, you, you know, and he was good in the air, but he was he was strong, weren't you know. Um, but no, absolutely fan, fantastic football player. He was fetching his name up, absolutely brilliant. And 68 international goals in 62 games for West Germany and winning the World Cup and what we call now the Euros in 1972 as well. I won't put it down. I won't put it down on it. But w- w- again, uh, I mean, like Germany mm-hmm. playing for Bayern Munich uh, and winning the games like they used to win all the time. They nearly won everything in those days, didn't they? Oh yeah. And, they then, when, really and then when you get uh, the um, the national team. Mm-hmm. I think they won two World two Cups. I'm not sure if he won two World Cups or three World Cups in Gert Muller, but I think he won two. He won one. Definitely. He won He won a Euro, he won a World Cup, and then he pretty much retired. Right. Very similar so what to he, Gunter Netzer. Euro, was it? I know. Mm. I can remember, yeah, what a player he was. I know. Yeah. But what, going what I'm trying to say is, it's always easy when you're playing with great players. But he was a great player, mm. you know. And don't forget in those days, he got kicked from pillar to post and all. So... And we all you have to take all that into consideration, you know. When mm. we look at players what score, when we look at Messi and then what score goals today, like they score, you know, a lot of it um, is genius and magic. I, I get that, but they'd have stopped him if they were allowed to foul. They'd have, he wouldn't have got as many goals as that because they'd have just brought him down. Where do we put Gerd Muller? If you're looking at the all-time greats, I mean, Gerd Muller must be up there as one of the greatest central strikers that the world has ever seen. And I, I posted recently a, 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 um, a documentary about Gerd Muller and Paul Breitner said, by me and it wouldn't have won what we, we won if it wasn't for Gerd Muller. I mean, Germany wouldn't have won what they were if it wasn't for Gerd Muller. 
Gerd Muller was an absolute footballing god. When you get that type of player into a great team, what a plus that that is. But when you look, let, let's take a centre forward, any position really on a football field, but yep. when you take a centre forward, look at Shearer, look yep. at Gerd Muller, yep. look at Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo, yep. look at Jimmy Greaves, yep. look at Denny. They're all centre forwards type of players as such, but all different type of centre forwards. Absolutely. You know, and to try and compare them, you, you know, you think, Jimmy Greaves is the best I've seen. You think, oh no, what about Dennis Law? Yeah. Well, what about Kenny Dalglish? These are all centre forwards or no. forward players, but all different in their yeah. own uh, way. You know what I mean? And in yeah. their own right. Yeah. And then when you start to compare them, because I think the best one I've seen was the Brazilian Ronaldo. For a centre forward yes. to have that type of ability, mm. you know, but it, 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 you've got to put Muller up there with. The greatest, haven't you? You've got to put him up there with the greatest. Yeah, no, but you, didn't he win the Golden Boot in 70? Because they got beat in the semi-final, didn't they, by by Italy 4-3. And that was... I mean, I wouldn't say it was because um, Franz Beckenbauer dislocated his shoulder and they're pretty much playing with 10 men in, in extra time. Didn't but, help. No, it didn't but help, really, no. it didn't do bad, but you know as well as I yeah, do. Yeah, Absolutely. Really, it was poor management. Yeah. Uh, when you think about it, because they should have bought the subs. Yeah. That's they the just yeah. yeah. I never. Do you know? I was going to say then, mm. uh, and then I started to realise that they wouldn't have had a sub. Then I mean, today they could. Well, they did. They in. did, but they'd already used those yeah, subs up. Yeah. And and then in '74, I mean, he scored the winning goal in the in the World Cup finals, and and sadly today, he's not too well. And there was a recent piece that his wife had said he. He eats very little and just lies in bed pretty much all day. I don't think he knows who he is today. Which is Dementia. Tra- yeah, it's tragic, isn't it? Because Bobby Chell, I mean, Again, I've seen Bobby, it. Again, yeah, it's, it's so I've sad, it isn't it? people and it is, it is. You know, I mean, with footballers, are trying to put it down to heading the ball, aren't they? But, um, yeah. I mean, there is people, what's got it, what's not play football, or, mm. well, I'm saying they don't play football. I mean, I, there's all... Old, older women, what I knew um, of my friends' mums, and they've died of it. So I don't, I don't know what to make of it. What, what is the cause of it? But it, it, to see people in that um, mm. when they don't recognise the kids or husbands or brothers and sisters, it, it, it's, it, it is, it is saddening to see it. Oh, it's terrible. My, my nan had uh, Alzheimer's dementia. I don't particularly know what the difference is, but. Um, Dawn Astle has, has done a fantastic job with with oh, dimen- yeah, yeah, dementia yeah. in football, and you know again we lost Nobby Styles and Nobby she's had got fetched, dementia she's as well. Delight, hasn't she? She's definitely Oh, and, she's been you know. fantastic. I've done a podcast with Dawn, and and, and uh, Dawn's a lovely person. Um, mm. We sat yeah, but when, there. You, when you see with Bobby Charlton and. and they fetch that to to light even more because yeah. of the reputation, you know. Dave Watson's uh, another one, of course. Yeah. Uh, Chris Nichols, another one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's just you know, so, so many too. So, so, there, so is, many. there is, and I mean, we've never looked after our footballers like like the other like the other countries do. Yeah. I mean, America. If you get injured in America, mm. all the old players uh, that American football and, and basketball, uh, base, uh, baseball and basketball. Yeah. They don't have to look after him in this country. I mean, Bobby Moore, when he when when he had that uh, yeah. cancer thing, I remember seeing him and he looked absolutely shocking. Yeah. You know, and then it was somebody told me he got cancer, but you know, I didn't realise he got cancer. Mm. 
You know, but we've never ever looked after our top players at all in this country. Not top players, anybody really. If you played the game and you played the game for a club, surely there's somebody should be helping them, uh, the PFA. They say, oh, we help them. What do they help them with? Some bits and bats. We're talking about helping them so they don't have to worry about anything anymore. Oh, Jimmy's another one, isn't he? Jimmy, Jimmy Groves. Jimmy is Greaves, in a, yeah. A pretty bad state as well. And, and the list is endless of endless, our former yeah. greats that haven't been looked after. Woody always says they'll put the statues up when they're gone, but they do nothing for them while they're here. And, do you know uh, what time well it is, by them. the way? It's Hoover time, isn't it? I've got to say, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas has been over. And what's he? What's, what's he doing? <laughs> He's competing with Sam. I tell you what, we can't compete with his you and Janet in that zoo. That was brilliant with the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I put some beauties on with Janet. Uh, oh lately, no, yeah, you don't have to look after her, you know. <laughs> Does she appro- Listen, you're not going to believe it. You talk about that monkey thing, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. I phoned up. I said, "Get ready. Come on, I'm taking you out for something to eat. Where are we going?" <laughs> Do I need to get dressed up? No, just, we're going casual. Casual? We're going to have a surprise. All right? So when we get there, she said, McDonald's. I said, yeah, two for one. <laughs> you know? And she's going mad with me. I said, well, I'm not taking you out anymore. <laughs> I just don't, you know, she doesn't realise what a gem she has in you, TC. Yeah, well, listen, they didn't at football, and she doesn't, so... She's going to have to realise one of these days. <laughs> she's, she, <laughs> she's, she certainly will. And the big game on uh, the weekend, Dortmund still staying in the German uh, German area. Dortmund versus Bayern, 5.30. Haaland oh, versus, yeah, uh, Lewandowski. Yeah, so I'm going to... Uh, I'll watch that myself on... Uh, is it Saturday or Sunday? It's uh, Saturday at 5.30, so I should be tuning in for that. And They, uh, seem, to pull their, they seem to pull their important games on a, on a Saturday night, don't they? They certainly do, and they well, certainly seem to pull fans into their grounds as well. Yeah, I know, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Well, yeah. They're, they've got, they're laying some of their fans back into the ground now. Hungary the other week, it was almost four. They watched the uh, the Russian game in the Champions League this week. There was lots of uh, fans in ground. Northern Ireland, there's there's going to be a thousand in uh, Windsor Park next week as well. It's uh, you know. Well, I don't know what we do. I mean, listen, if they tell them to lock the houses up and they couldn't go out, majority of people would stop in North. Mm. Absolutely, TC. Well, we're on to the football forecast because we're almost up to the uh, the hour now. You won last week at 1-0. No. <laughs> both of our predictions were absolutely awful. But you did get one correct score and uh, I didn't. So uh, you're 2-0 up. And uh, so first up this week is on Friday night. One of your former clubs, Southampton, minus Danny Ings versus Newcastle United. And I'm guessing Newcastle aren't going to be coming for three points. Well, I'm going to go for a, uh, a draw there. 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw. I'm going to go Southampton 2-0. Because I think even minus Danny Ings, they're a good team. And they've still got too much for Newcastle United. Saturday, is it going to be Ollie's, Ollie at the wheel? His oh. last stand. Everton, one of your former clubs as well. Audible place to go to. Everton, pretty much on form, but a um, bit rocky of, of late with the two two uh, defeats. 
I mean, I've given Pogba as, as much chances as I, I can give him. I don't know if he's playing for all year or not, you know, but when you look at their defending, what happened? You can't defend that. No, you can't. I mean, I, I always blame the manager, but at the end of the day, you can't defend that. So mm. I'm going to go for a, an Everton win, a 2 1 win, uh, and I think it could be all his last game. Yeah. I don't that's... like saying it because I've, anybody, I've seen a manager get a sack. I've been there when the manager's got a sack, and it's. Mm. You know, it hurts players, regardless of what you say. Even the players. Um, I saw Morris Sessions get one or two players what didn't like Morris because they weren't getting picked, but there were tears in their eyes. So yeah. it's it's never easy, Gabby, I promise you that. No, it, it's not. Nobody likes to see anybody get this out. The one thing that I will say in modern times is that they are well compensated. So there, there is that. And, and it yes, isn't yes. the fact that their families are going to suffer as well, which which happened in the in the olden days. Um, I'm going to go. Do you know? I think Ollie. When you look at is this Ollie's last stand? He seems to pluck out a result from somewhere, and mm. United do reasonably well at Goodison. So I'm going to go Everton one, Manchester United two. Yeah, the thing is. When you reverse it down, whenever, we've always got decent results at yeah. Old Trafford. You're right, they've always seemed to get results mm-hmm. at Everton. Um, but I think uh, I wasn't over impressed with Everton against Newcastle. You know, no, I wasn't. Uh, but I've just got a funny feeling. It's I think this is Ollie's under pressure, and I just don't think some of the players are really, really. I don't think Ollie is Ollie's strong enough. To when handle that type of character mm. of a player, you know, you need to them them type of players. You need the brain clubs, your clops, and that type of play, uh, managers to and, and Guardiola's to uh, to put them on the right path. If they're not on the right path, then they get they'll, they'll get rid of them. And I mean, Guardiola's been a proven factor getting rid of Eto'o, and look how good Eto'o was, you know. But there's something wrong mm. with Pogba. There is definitely something wrong with him. And I think there's an argument that that Everton playing against United. United will come and, and attack Everton, whereas Newcastle just put all the players behind the ball and bore the pants off whoever they play. So, you know, there's going to be... It's a, a fancy an open game and, you know, it could it could go either way, really. I mean, if Everton won, if it was a draw or United won, I, I could see either. But I'm, yeah. I'm going for United. Derby County versus Barnsley. Next up, so you say Derby are on an awful bloody run, ain't they? Well, I thought they played quite well against um, Forest. Mm. Um, and then they go to Bournemouth and, and they're winning and get. Yeah. I think Bournemouth equalised at last injury yeah. time, didn't they? Yeah, that was decent, yeah. And then they were. They, I was watching some of the game on TV the other night and they were, I thought they were playing quite well. Yeah. And then they got beaten in the bite. Was it QPR? Yeah, QPR, yeah. Yeah. You Later know. stages of the so, game. So, yeah. uh, and Barnsley are a bit missing. So and they beat Watford the weekend. No, but sorry, the, gonna, uh, the other night. I know. I'm going to go for a, uh, a 1-0 derby. One of my old teams. I've never, I've never given derby a result yet, so no, I, hope I, put the kiss, I hope I haven't put the kiss of death on Derby. I'm going to go for Derby. Yeah, I'm going to go Derby 2-0 there because Barnsley did have a great result against Watford, but they are pretty at miss. They've got arguably the richest owners in the uh, in the championship, haven't they, Barnsley? 
yeah, put together they have according, mm -hmm. according to form, yeah. yeah. But you, they're never going to spend big money on that because it, it, it can't attract the big players. No, of course they can't. So they've, they've come for one reason, or come for whatever reason they've come mm -hmm. for. It's not to win a Champions League or a, or a, a Premier League. No, it's a mad one, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, Huddersfield when versus When you've got that Luton. kind of money anyway. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Huddersfield versus Luton, a team that you always love to score against. Where's is that... That's Huddersfield, yeah. I'm going to go for a 2-1 um, to Huddersfield. I'm impressed um, with how Huddersfield are playing. I'm impressed with them. I know they got beat mm. the other night against Bristol City, but uh, I've seen them a couple of times and uh, they're playing some lovely football, but they, you know, they, they're conceding goals and that's always a worry. But I'm going to go for a 2-1 Huddersfield. Yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 because I, I also like the way that Huddersfield play. And uh, second in command to uh, Bielsa that's taken yeah. over at, uh, at Huddersfield. So, uh, you, can see it, the you can see the similarities in it, can't you? Well, they just like it? to get the ball down and play football, yeah, don't right, they? Yeah. It's not rocket science, yeah. is it, really, to be fair? Uh, Nottingham Forest versus the Whipping Boys Wickham, who've just been on the back of uh, beating my team, Birmingham City, and having some damn good results and on a good run. Where's it going? It's at Forest City Ground. Well, I'm going to go. But for does it matter I'm, these days? I'm going to. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for because you know, you know, Forest. Uh, I've got a big soft spot for Forest. Always will have. Yeah. So I'm going to go for Forest, but I'm not. Even though I was a, a big fan of Chris Hilton as a player, I'm not a big fan of him as a manager. Yeah. It, it, it's more of a. Uh, a defensive type of manager. Yeah, too when I look at yeah. Forrest, has he improved him since he's been there? No, not really. Mm. And I, I'm not, I don't mean to have a goal. What I'm trying to say is, it's not my type of football, but I want Forrest to win, so I'm yeah. going to go. I'm going to go 1-0 uh, Forrest. 1-0. I've put 2-0 Forrest. But I, I, I absolutely agree. Chris Hewton isn't a manager that's really going to He's not going to improve your team, is he? He's not he going to make Brighton you... Up. Yeah. He got Brighton up and he got Newcastle up. So, at the end of the day, that's on your CV and that should always get you a, mm. a job uh, when you've got that on your CV. But when you look at the teams he's taken up, they've never scored many goals. No, he's, he's got limits. That's why, yeah. that's why I've gone for a 1-0. Yeah. Not a 2-2 you know, a two, a two, a two or a 3-0 win against Wickham. Yeah. Having said that, Wickham beat Sheffield Wednesday and then they go and beat Birmingham. Yeah, I know, yeah. What a great run. <laughs> so, nothing's easy, is it? No, football isn't easy. Nothing's easy. Sheffield Wednesday have had six easy points given to them this week. Listen, that's not easy points. <laughs> that's very difficult to get those points, right? And the way we've been playing, you know... They're, those six points are most welcome to to that club I love. I, I mean right? the points but given back by that, the AFL. I know, I know, I know I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Hey, uh, how come Birmingham never got them back? Listen, we haven't won, we haven't done that for a long time. Getting no. nine points yeah. within a week, you know. Mm. So uh, I'm happy at that. So no, I think the game uh, against um, Bournemouth, but I thought Bournemouth were the better team at times. Yeah. So I think the result against Bournemouth, those six points, and I'm hoping that uh, gives them that confidence now to... I mean, all I'm looking at more than anything else, not finishing the bottom four, but trying to get into uh, mid-table. Yeah. And if I think if they do that, then we can build on that ready for, the, for ready for next season. And I would be pleased with that, as long as there's some 
uh, form there that you, you can see that you know maybe we're on the right lines, that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And Gary Monk's taken an awful lot of stick, hasn't he, recently? And perhaps them six points and a couple of decent results is just what he needs to kick it on and get a couple of results. And you get into mid-table, you're up, skipping a jump away from the playoffs. And all of a sudden, the negativity gets turned to positives. And he's flavour of the month and he gets manager of the month as well. And you go... Where was all this negativity a couple of months ago? <laughs> Football, football's just a bonkers game, isn't it? And, and I think that's why we, we, we love it. So, Sheffield Wednesday versus Millwall. What was your forecast, TC? Ooh, now then, that's a Millwall, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to go for a It's draw. at Sheffield against Millwall, yes. Right, I've got to go for a Wednesday win then. 2-0 Wednesday. 2-0. Wednesday. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 Wednesday because... Uh, Again, Millwall. They were tough team that Millwall, but yeah. when you, I'm going to go for a draw at Millwall because a draw would be a good result for us. When, I mean, when I look at Millwall and Sheffield, when there's no comparison, but it's mm. a dad. I don't know about the new new girl, but that bloody dell was an hard place to play at. Oh, it was a dog awful place, one. Yeah, fans were on top of you, always giving you stick. The, the players were hard and strong and dirty and that type of thing. But Gary Rowell, uh, Rowett is. Um, they do play a little bit of decent football. Yeah, a battle of the two former Birmingham City managers, yeah. Gary Rowett and, yeah, yeah. and I never uh, thought of that. Yeah, and, and Monkey. A derby for them too. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a Birmingham Sheffield derby in in a strange kind of way. Um, and finally, Super Sunday, seven o'clock, and one of the last pay per views because it's been scrapped after this week. Un- oh. Until certainly turn of the year. Yeah, it just hasn't worked for them. I get what they were trying to do, and, and I see that, you know, phase two is 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 almost in place, but there's one or two little teething uh, situations. Pretty much fans won't pay the 15 quid. They so, shouldn't, Gabby. I'm no, not, they, no, no, they shouldn't. Yeah. That, listen, that's £90 a month. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And it could be hundred pound a month that if you're mm. having everything on that sky. I I right? thought what they were gonna and do. They've got a captive audience. Yeah. They've got a captive audience. Mm. Right? And for them to keep doing what they're doing, yeah. it's a dis I'm not being funny, Gabby, it's a disgrace. No, it is, yeah. Choose, we chose it's George Best or Jack Greenlist yeah. or Tony Curry or anybody who I liked. I would not I would pay to go down to watch them play, mm. but I would not pay the television, when you're already paying for it, mm. and then it's what they're doing is they're going to say, oh, well, so we'll start putting West Brom on there and, and the, the Leicester of this world, and we're going to, going to have Leeds and Liverpool because Leeds always get a big following on TV. Yeah, yeah. You know, and making us pay to watch them. No, yeah. it's, it, it's wrong, that. It's no, wrong. It, is, it is wrong. What I thought they were going to do is they were going to have just the games, that the, the ordinary games that they have on TV, and then, like what they do with the championship, you can access the red button, and then they're going to pay per viewing a particular game that you want to watch because it's not on Sky, so it won't be broadcast, and it's a way of you being able to access your game as a fan, like what they do with I Follow in the championship. So, mm. um, but 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 I'm absolutely absolutely spot on too. So. 
how it will go is the bigger clubs will be on there all the time and then the European Super exactly. League and, all, and I yeah. don't I don't like it. I can see where they're trying to go and uh, and hopefully it will fail because it's it's football for all and I think that football should be accessible for all and we pay too much for our football. I cannot I cannot say I, I keep repeating this and mm. I'll keep repeating. Somebody has to finish in the bottom three. Of course they do, yeah. We're not talking about Norwich, you know, at that level. Mm. No. We're talking, talking about one club. of the super teams. Yeah. I know, but greed, regardless greed. What, regardless yeah, what anybody says to me, how much money do they get? The pride of finishing top mm. is important to them. It's, they, might make the, 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 they might make the Champions League, that type of thing, better. Right, mm. but then do, do do they do away with some of these smaller clubs? What can't pull the fans in? Well, I, I, and then and then God and get, knows, and then give them some money that way. God knows where football's going to be. They're talking to uh, uh, MPs next week about what happens next with the uh, refinances of, of uh, football as football. we know it. We we did think that when this Nations League come about, we wouldn't have any more friendlies, but instead of playing two games now, we're playing three games now. So greed always rears its ugly head, shall we speak, when it comes to, to I football. Think got to lose, I think they've got to lose on, on these. I it's, proven the point, it's proven the point with this um, uh, pay-per-view. Mm. Because people have said no, we're going to do, we'll donate it to charity. Fans have got more power than what they think, and I think exactly. I, I think that if the people have got more power, if we well, stick yeah. up for ourselves. Well, to be fair, I went on strike at Birmingham about eight years ago, and I know I remember you telling me. I think they were, I think they were quite happy, but 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 my my principle yeah, that, is, but, 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 if we but, but, all join together, we yes. can change things. Uh, listen, that's all right because it's one it's one person. Absolutely, yeah. But but if we all came. At, we're not going to get them all out because you've always got that divide. Yeah. But if you get the big majority coming out, yeah. Right. Mm. I mean, Sir Birmingham's uh, following is twenty thousand, right? Mm. On, a, on an average. Yeah, yeah. You'll always get the hardcore five thousand. Yeah. Fans. Do you know if the other fifteen didn't go? They'd soon change their mind, Gabby. Absolutely, yeah. That that They'd that, soon that... change their mind. I'll yeah. guarantee you that. And, and that's my club, and everybody else's yeah. club. And that was my argument from the get-go. If you want to get rid of these owners, stay away. Bit of tough love. No one turn up. Meet on the car park. They'll soon do one. Listen, the FA and all these people and the, the people in Europe, they are absolutely ruining the game and ripping people off. Yeah. Right? And there's a player, I listened to radio today, was it Sachs? Sacker? Sacco played with Liverpool when yeah, he, yeah, when he yeah. go to Crystal Palace. Palace, yeah, yeah. He, he got done for a for a drug, and it weren't even a ban. It's a ban no. substance now. Yeah, they're going to have to pay millions and millions of pounds. Yeah, it won't them. It won't them though, was it? And no, Wada no. should so have moved bad, in then. I know. I know. How bad? How bad is that? It's just incredible, isn't it? It's you know, I don't know. It's football and business, and it's you know, it, it don't mix. Give us back the sport we love when it was like it was in the olden days. Players went out and played football for the love of playing football and earned a few quid. But you know, you should get decent dough. Uh, Arsenal versus Villa, they're gonna get decent dough, TC. And um, how do you see this one going? Arsenal. Is it was it Arsenal? It's at Arsenal, yeah. 2-1 Arsenal. Right, well, I'm going to go 
Arsenal one, Villa three. I think Ooh. it's. I oh, know. Yeah, I think it's going to be a. I man thought man. Arsenal took the piss out of Man United the other day. Yeah, they did, and he looks up. I mean, I'm listening to Roy King. We're not about you know pride oh. and all this. And no, there's no leaders. I like that. I get that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They couldn't yeah. get the ball off them. No. They could not get the ball off them. No, they're decent. This is why I'm thinking that's why they don't succeed in management. Yeah. I know he's won everything. I know he's won everything. I know he's a good player. Yeah. Right, if, but if that's what he thinks it's all about leaders and getting your sleeves up and working hard, mm-hmm. listen, that's a must to work hard. But if you can't see, right, Arsenal could pass a ball, but the Man United play. And we're talking about a world class. Yeah. There's something wrong somewhere, Gabby. There yeah. is something wrong. Well, I think right. Aston Villa are going to put the Gunners in the place on uh, on Sunday. I think it's a mad season so far, and I can just see it. It's definitely a mad season. Yeah, I can see an Arsenal one, Aston Villa three. TC, you're two nil up, and um... that's not, that's a shock, isn't it? <laughs> not a shock, I mean. <laughs> so you do get to pick the uh, the song this week. So what song are we going to be playing out with uh, this pick, week? Uh, one of you. Ch- uh... You um You two again. <laughs> you two, yeah. Um One Love. Okay, right. You like that song, don't you? Okay. Yep, no problem. Thanks, everybody. Love to you, everybody at your end. Uh I hope Birmingham have a great result for you and I hope my team, Sheffield Wednesday, uh smash it this weekend and gets us a little bit closer to get us out of that uh, relegation zone. And thanks everyone for listening. Hey hey T C till next week. Uh of it. Bye bye. See you later. Is it getting better? Or do you feel the same? Will it make it easier on you now? You got someone to blame. You're sad. Won't love. Won't lie. One need in the night One love We get to share it Leaves you, baby If you don't care Did I disappoint you? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365 day returns.